Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda Fisher. I've helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally my jam. Here, you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That's pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do. And it's time to start talking about these issues that arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. I am so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. All right. Hey, Pelvic Posse. Welcome back to another episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. I'm Amanda Fisher. I'm your host and founder of Empower Your Pelvis, the clinic in Kansas City, Missouri. So I'm currently in a hotel room in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm super excited about this. Don't judge me on my posture for anybody watching on YouTube because I'm in a hotel room. So I'm a little leaned in, rounded back. I won't be here for long. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, because I've been asked to speak at the member summit for Burn Boot Camp, and I am stoked. They've asked me to come speak on pelvic floor and physical therapy. So I will be touching base on all things in red here on the video. If you're watching, if you're listening, everything in red inside of this pelvis that I'm showing is the pelvic floor muscles. There are 28 of them. There are three different orifices on this female pelvis. We've got the urethra, we've got the vagina, and we've got the rectum. And all three of them need to be doing their sphincteric duties, meaning keeping our goodies in unless we ask them to open up. So they need to be holding it tight, squeezing, so we don't pee our pants. And then releasing, relaxing to allow urine and allow stool out. Keep that in mind. If you're you're pushing to pee or pushing of a bowel movement, you need to be relaxing these muscles. So breathing, thinking about letting the belly go, letting the pelvic floor go when things need to come out. Okay. That doesn't mean we hold it nice and tight though when we're doing activities. These muscles, if you're watching it for all these video people too, you'll notice that they're like a bowl. A bowl. They should keep our goodies in because they're holding and supporting our bladder, our uterus and our rectum, okay? Prostate for males, uterus for female pelvises. And to be bowl-like, they need to hold it up. But for some of us, we can get weakened tissue, weakened ligaments, or we can have issues of bearing down, pushing to pee and poop, or having history of constipation or heavy lifting things where we've held our breath. And though the tissue can start to move things out the vaginal cavity. So think the uterus is coming down, people get a hysterectomy. If the bladder is shifting into the vaginal canal, that is going to be a cystocele. If we have the rectum coming into the vaginal canal, sometimes people will push up vaginally and then push back at the rectum to have a bowel movement. That's very common with rectoceles or with rectal prolapse. Those are all very common things that you can have. However, it's not normal. We want to make sure that these tissues, these muscles down here are all on the same playing field. How do I explain it to my patients? The muscles, since there's 20 of eight of them, think of it like a 28 person team. Like I played sports growing up. Basketball, we had five out on the court. Okay. Volleyball, we had six, but you had more members on the team. Football, I know it's a lot bigger. Soccer can vary how many people are on the field too. So like my kids are a 99 now. I'm we're in the soccer league. So I'm learning like nine versus nine. 
Anywho, this is 28. So you can think 14 versus 14 if you wanted. All 14 of these muscles down here need to be focused on what's going on. They can't be lollygagging out in the field. All right. They can't be kicking grass, picking flowers for their moms, kicking dirt. Right. If they're doing that, the muscles aren't paying attention and we're more likely to miss a ball that's going to go by, meaning we're more likely to have dysfunction, leakage of urine or fecal, prolapse, back pain, hip pain. Okay. Lots of things that can go on down here pain with intercourse. When they are not paying attention and they're not doing their job, we will see dysfunction. Remember, functional pelvic floor is keeping our goodies in doing their job of this for intercourse. This should be very comfortable, pleasurable for bladder and bowel habits. They keep it in until we want to let it out. Same with gas. Prolapse. We shouldn't feel pressure down there or anything that feels like a used tampon in the vagina. These guys are doing their job. All 14 versus 14, 28 total, paying attention, doing their job. We shouldn't have dysfunction down here. So that's what I've been asked to talk about at Burn Boot Camps Member Summit this weekend and i'm so stoked and we're going to be touching over because their main issues when i pulled on instagram were bladder leakage back pain core modifications and things to tap on with the postpartum population we'll say post hysterectomy and mommy makeovers aka tummy tucks so when we just went over bladder leakage a little bit Things that I like to see for bladder leakage or improving bladder leakage is definitely blowing out. You've got to get that pressure off the bladder. We've got to have good posture. What did I, did I say pressure? Yeah, pressure off the bladder. So that exhale as you go. And then posture needs to be stacked ribs over top of the pelvis so that the pelvic floor can communicate with the movement that you're doing. And then it's really seeing what the endurance is down there. Did you prepare to go back into burn boot camp? I don't know. Some of my patients will have a baby or have a hysterectomy and they haven't done like a walking program. Walking can build endurance in your pelvic floor. It's beautiful. I walk every day, minimum 10,000 steps, all different terrains because I want my pelvic floor to be challenged. All right. Now, back pain. Back pain can happen with activities like leg day at the gym or bending over and picking things up because we're not firing the core correctly. We're holding our breath, okay? We look at posture. We need the ribs stacked with the pelvis again. If we're going to be rounding our back, we've shut off the core. It's not kicking in for us for that stability and stabilization that we need down there and in the lower core towards or wrapping around the back. And then core modifications. If we are doing like flutter kicks, on the ground, if your back starts to come up off the ground, starts to arch as it's arching, that kind of puts us into, if you would stand up in that position, it's like pregnant belly stance or new mom posture. It's loss of core again. We're not using that pelvic floor. So you really want to not like think, I don't like the term belly button to spine, but you're using more of those lower abdominals to keep the ribs stacked with the pelvis. And if you flat out, like just can't do it, then we need to decrease that long lever arm, the long straight legs, maybe go bent or maybe go up more to the ceiling to do that activity. Easing up the activity, decreasing the load so that you can continue to do the exercises you want to do by continuing to build strength and endurance. Another little tip with postpartum, post hysterectomy, tummy tucks, I really hope everybody's putting you on a walking program if that is you. However, there are lots of things that you can start doing early weeks after, especially if you're already sitting up and walking around the house. 
like stretches or mobility. I love laying on the back doing pelvic tilts, rocking these side to side as long as those are recommended. Like you're not, um, some of my patients say like, well, I'm not supposed to rotate with such and such surgery. So make sure you know your the recommendations that you're supposed to stay under after your surgery. But lots of mobility that can be done to help improve symptoms um, or how these muscles are working as you're getting back into working out. But make sure you can get on a walking program. That's huge. We can start moving our body, like checking in because you definitely with all three of those are getting up and off of the toilet, right? That's a sit to stand. That's a squat. How are you doing it? Are you holding your breath? Because if you're holding your breath, it's going to be causing more harm than good. Let's blow out as we go to get off the toilet. So just a thought on those. If you guys have any questions or you want the recap on this event, just let me know, especially if you're a Burn Bootcamp member. I may have a little free ebook to send you where it just kind of sets out what I've talked about here and giving you recommendations on what you can do to help yourself out. So have a great day. Remember to empower your pelvis by blowing out and taking care of yourself, y'all. Get out there, walk, hydrate, enjoy the day. Bye. Hey, Pelvic Posse. I want to thank you so much for joining into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review telling them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health? And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all your visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to also watch. Thank you so much again, and make sure to give your pelvis some love until next time. Peace out pelvic posse.